From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. I tell you what, if it wasn't for the fact that my favorite holiday here is coming up in a couple of weeks, I would absolutely hate this time of year. Hell yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike, it's Mike Davidson Lives. Thanks for downloading, thank you for hanging out for the next half hour, glad you can join me. Uh, yeah, I, I like the front part of, of uh, fall, where the leaves change, it's a little cooler and it's alright, but now we're getting into uh, the dead part of fall, uh, where all the leaves are gone, it reminds you winter's on the way, the air is much colder, much drier, rougher on my skin, rougher on my vocal cords, and... Uh, Oh yeah, we fell back this weekend, which means the sun sets, I think, at 2.30 this afternoon. Yeah, I'm recording this Monday morning uh, because my dumbass fell asleep watching Sunday Night Football last night. It just happens. Um, but uh, I am excited about Thanksgiving. I, we got the inflatable turkey up over the weekend. Girls love it. I have to keep telling them not to jump on it because it's only like three feet high and uh, it can only hold so much weight, you know, zero weight. That's uh, that's the metric I'm going with here, but uh, yeah, just dry as hell. Um, and like it warmed up last week, like it was butt ass cold around Halloween when we went out trick trick or treating. But it got up to about sixty Friday in the warehouse. Though I was still wearing like work gloves because my knuckles just dry out, and uh, because I have to use a touch screen, I cut uh, at uh, the mid knuckle out of each glove, the middle, the pointer, and the thumb fingers, right? Point that, uh, so that, yeah, so I got like a uh, halfway hobo gloves, <laughs> as uh, my co worker called it, uh, hobo gloves. And, uh, and, uh, you know, one, a couple of my fingers not chapped, the others are. And, uh, my boss and I were talking about that. He's got eczema, and I guess because of the cold, dry air, his hands swell up. So I've got like zombie hands, and he's got like, uh, balloon hands this time of year. It's, it's rough, man, working, uh, Working in a blue-collar job like that. And uh, I really don't do a whole lot of lifting. I just, you know, stand in a cold-ass warehouse. Uh, I don't know how I really feel about the Colts winning yesterday. Uh, yeah, there's that statistic going around. Oh, yeah, the Colts are the only team to score north of 20 points uh, each of their games this past season, which, okay, whoopee. Uh, but uh, 12 of those points, they won 27-12. Or 12, 20, I'm sorry, 27-13 over the hapless Panthers. Frank Reich's coaching that team now, and I, I feel bad for the dude, but, you know, coaching's coaching. Uh, uh, yeah, like, two of those were pick sixes, you know, because uh, Bryce, Bryce Young's not a real good quarterback at this point. I don't know how he's going to develop, but defense did a lot more scoring than uh, the offense did yesterday. So I don't know if I'd really be bragging that up. Two pick sixes being returned. Kenny Moore was just on fire yesterday. Uh, but uh, there, there's that viral video of uh, of Jim Ursay dancing around to a Meek Mill song because he was so excited about this win for whatever reason. And uh, I'm just hoping the guy didn't drive the bus uh, for the team back to the airport because uh, yeah, I'm questioning some stuff. Next week, them and the Pats, uh, not a very good team at all. Uh, better years, uh, a few years back for that franchise. Uh, they'll be playing in Hamburg, Germany, which means I have to get up really early. By the way, uh, continuing my victory dance over uh, the carcass of Josh McDaniel's career. Uh, he was fired last week as head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. 
and um, more details are coming up because there was a, uh, when he was the head coach of Denver, you know, like he rubbed that locker room the wrong way and, you know, he was on the ouster. And then, of course, he uh, changed his mind last minute and didn't sign with the Colts. And so he goes to the Raiders, and it's hard to really say that uh, he's made that franchise a train wreck, but he certainly didn't help things. Uh, there'd be team meetings and, uh, you know, players going up the ladder by McDaniel's back, uh, talking with Mark Davis, the owner. And I guess uh, leading into their uh, Monday night fiasco, or was it, was it Monday night? Yeah, Monday night against the Lions last week, uh, they had a uh, team meeting, and uh, uh, Antonio Pierce, who used to be a giant, uh, he's an assistant coach with that team. I guess the the, uh, <laughs> the team was trying to look for some direction, and he was talking about how his team uh, ended up winning the Super Bowl, beating the uh, then-undefeated New England Patriots, and how you can do anything and all that stuff. And McDaniel, being an assistant coach of the Patriots on that uh, team, took offense to that and said, don't ever say that again. It's like, what a petty little... Ugh. And by the way, uh, uh, Pierce is now the uh, uh, the interim coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And guess what team they beat yesterday? The New York Giants. No word yet um, if, uh, if they are upset or if he's upset that uh, his former Giants were beaten by his Las Vegas Raiders. No, no word yet on that. But, uh, yeah, sports media, please quit hyping Josh McDaniels as a coaching prodigy. He clearly is not a leader. Stop. Five Nights at Freddy's. Have you seen this movie? I know I haven't. Uh, number one at the box office yet again. Uh, it was number one the weekend leading into Halloween. And it was number it, it was number one this past weekend. However, it had a 76% box office drop between the weekends, which is... Huge, huge. A fraction of the audience, a fraction of the uh, initial audience went to see this, and it was number one. It gives you an idea of how bad things are with cinema now that Barbie and Oppenheimer have gone away, and the actor strike continues to go on. And they're spreading out movie release dates the longer this uh, thing goes on because studios are running out of content, and they don't want to blow their wad going into the holidays, which kind of gives you an idea of just how well things are going. And by the way, uh, season two of Loki, Disney Plus. Nobody's watching that. Uh, one stat I saw: uh, thirty-five to forty percent drop off at the premiere of season two compared to last year, and I've seen even um, higher drop-off rate. And when uh, Disney Plus launched, and you had all these Marvel and Star Wars shows, I think a lot of the audience was like, "Yeah, I I would love to see TV shows based off these franchises." I think a lot of us were. But, you know, when you got to the point where the storytelling was, uh, well, what was the word? Terrible? Awful? Uh, not a lot of uh, storylines were uh, progressed because of these shows. Or characters were underdeveloped. Or, okay, this is the title character, but we're going to do a switcheroo and uh, have this character be the most powerful character on the show. Fans got fed up. And Disney's reaping the whirlwind of that. And that's why there's that big... Um, Thing in variety about how Marvel's in disarray right now. And it's not looking good for the streamer. It's not looking good for a lot of Disney franchises. And you see uh, Disney want to buy out Hulu outright. And it makes you wonder if uh, the Disney Plus 
banner will be folded into Hulu because Hulu uh, has a little more success than Disney Plus. We'll have to kind of keep an eye on that there. Okay, so uh, story I didn't get to last week. Uh, Mariah Carey, you know, because it's no longer Halloween, she's been defrosted. All I want for Christmas is you is going to be played on every Christmas station around the country nonstop. She's being sued by a guy who claims that he wrote the song and she stole it. This is the second time this dude has uh, sued her, and I'm not sure how successful this is going to be. But I can understand why he wants to sue her. A lot of people say that this is the worst Christmas song ever. I kind of shrug about it because I'm very indifferent to that. To me, the worst Christmas song ever is still Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney, and that guy makes an insane amount of money from that one song. As if he didn't have enough money already. But Mariah Carey, each year, you know, for about a six, seven week swath of time, makes $3 million from this song. And that doesn't include performing the song live and all that other fun stuff. This is the, the royalties she gets uh, from this thing being bought. And you know that uh, a lot of. A lot of uh, musicians don't make anything off streams. She's getting uh, a nice little chunk from streaming, from downloads, from uh, airplay, all that stuff. $3 million annually. So that's why this dude wants in there. I mean, if, if she was making any more money, uh, the Nirvana penis baby, uh, he would be looking for a way to sue her, saying that uh, somehow she exploited him. But yeah, she's, uh, she's going to make a buttload of money and uh, continue to get sued by people. All right. This story, I guess, allegedly is supposed to piss me off, but it really doesn't, and I'll explain. Uh, the Simpsons, for whatever reason, is still on television, it's still on Fox, and uh, they just had their new season launch. And it has come to light that Homer no longer strangles Bart, which was a gag on the show back in the day. Uh, because, you know, these are, you know, different times, blah, blah, blah. We want to be more culturally sensitive, blah, blah, blah. So he no longer strangles Bart. That was made mention in the show. Can I, can I just say that when the show was on air, I was never strangled by my parents. And growing up loving those episodes, uh, I too never strangled my kids. I, that was the point. Homer was angry and, uh impulsive and Bart was just mis was so mischievous to the point that it was almost just you know the frustration any parent would feel with their kids sometimes you're like oh my god what am I going to do with you nobody would ever act out on that it's a cartoon for Christ's sake this is the, these the same mentality the same mentality or you know the same uh, kid people that ran churches years ago saying well you know the Looney Tunes is satanic because it might inspire uh, Billy to drop a safe on somebody's head. No, 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 no. You know, and now you got progressives doing this with, well, you know, these are different times. The strangling. Oh, we got to get uh, somebody else assigned from uh, Hank Azaria to voice a poo and all this other fun stuff. And I remember reading earlier this year about how this was before the writers and actors strike about how the Simpsons were back in one of these uh, think pieces, and they were talking about all the changes they had made. And how, like, Homer and Marge were now millennial parents and all that stuff. And it's like, this show has been on 26 seasons way too long. 
because in my mind's eye, these were a pair of people that met in the late 70s uh, that sang out of tune, out of key, whenever uh, Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life was on the car. Uh, and they were parents in the 80s. And for it's, it's almost like they became different characters. They just, okay, we're going to use the same faces and the same voices, but what you knew back then... These aren't the same characters, and that's why it's hard to relate, and that's why the show is not the uh, cultural zeitgeist it once was. And you can't tell me that there are fourth graders quoting new episodes of The Simpsons like we used to do growing up. There's just no effing way. No effing way. Okay, if you're on vacation anytime soon, and you're looking to lose a buttload of money, Las Vegas, uh, you might want to hold... Hold your wad, slow your roll a little bit here, um, because apparently uh, the culinary union out there is looking to go on strike, because who isn't going on strike nowadays? Um, the deadline, I think, is Friday, 35,000 uh, workers, you know, that serve you food, serve you drinks, they could be on the picket line, and Vegas uh, could be struggling a little bit. Or would they? Now... Yeah, I imagine they would, like, say, with shows and such. But if you're a casino owner, if you're a casino owner, you got to be uh, thinking about ways to kind of do things on the cheap. Because, as you know, those casinos did not get big because they just gave money out to winners. They they have the odds in their favor, and that's why you bring in these suckers uh, trying to game the system. Good luck. So my thinking here is you got people that want to lose money on the wheel, uh, the slots, the cards, and whatever. You just have a cold cut bar. If this strike gets bad, you have yourself a cold cut bar. And uh, you just have, like, I don't know, door greeter. Change it out every couple of days. Okay, uh, the meat's starting to turn. Okay, the cheese is starting to get a little soggy. Well, just, yeah. Just slices of uh, Oscar Mayer bologna and uh, and uh, Kraft singles and uh, <laughs> a couple loaves of bread. That's how you do it. That is, if anybody gets up from the slots or the cards or whatever, to eat. Because uh, just being here in Indiana, we've got a couple of casinos. And I have walked through those places. And these people just don't get up for anything. It's kind of like an adult diaper at a Taylor Swift type of situation here. That's what I'm pointing out. All right. Bill Maher gets things right, and he gets things wrong. Like, when he gets things wrong, he gets things really wrong. Friday night, he got things exactly right. And um, with this Israel versus Hamas thing, not to get too heavy, but I am. He talked about how basically this is a war on Western civilization. He has said, you know, he goes, hey, you know how the Trump supporters uh, in Charlottesville were holding up the Tiki Tortures? Now it's the Looney College left holding up the Tiki Tortures, uh, supporting uh, supporting Hamas. And their mentality, as he pointed out, is Western civilization is a bunch of white people doing, white guys doing wrong. Whereas the reality is, Western civilization has given us the Bill of Rights, uh, the, the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom of all sorts of things. Um, and that is in danger when you're supporting a group that's hostile to homosexuality, uh, to women's rights, uh, to other religions. 
Like, basically, you know, the conservative liberal arguments we have here in the United States, they don't matter to Hamas. It's their way or the highway. Okay? That's what he's getting at. And he talked about... Uh, it was funny because he, like, he's talking about this on a Friday night, talking about how it's basically, you know, raging against Western civilization when they're like, well, it's Israel that's the problem. No, no, this is raging against Western civilization because he, he says this Friday night. And then Saturday, you know, in Europe and in, uh, you know, some cities, big cities here in the United States, you had these big pro-Hamas rallies. Uh, they're saying Palestine, but pro-Hamas rallies because... You know, in Washington and in New York, you had statues getting defaced. Uh, they were defacing and attacking the gates of the White House, these protesters. And uh, I'm sorry, there's nothing really Jewish about uh, the, the gates of the White House. They're like security gates. And Benjamin Franklin uh, defacing his statue. He's not Jewish. Again, this has nothing to do with it does have things to do with Israel, and it does have things to do with uh, Judaism, but Christianity is based in Judaism, and Western civilization ideas, uh, be it if you are Jewish, Christian, or atheist, or whatever, um, they, 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 they stem from this line of thinking, is what I'm getting at. And Bill Maher is pointing out, hey, this is basically a war on Western civilization, and you have kids, these punk-ass kids that have never, ever lived life outside of a college campus siding with guys that would stone or behead or imprison or do something terrible to them if given the chance. And I he hits this dead on. He hit this on Friday night, and then you have these protests Saturday. And there are still people waking up Monday and Tuesday going, well, we got to protest against uh, Israel and the United States and Europe and all this stuff. It's It's breathtaking. But it is, uh, he gets it exactly right. Uh, the court got it exactly right with Sam Bakeman freed, by the way. Uh, he's uh, looking at about 100 plus years in jail, defrauded a bunch of investors in cryptocurrency. And uh, he had a, a, a really uh, interesting choice of a girlfriend. I mean, I, you are rich, right? Like Mark Zuckerberg is allergic to sunlight. He's very rich, right? Uh, and he, he has a pretty good choice uh, in a wife. Whereas Sam Bankman Freed is kind of like uh, new scam rich. And okay, uh, this girl talked to me and we're, we're just going to, you know, make it awkward. But the court sketches of this uh, of this trial, it, it amazes me that there are even art school departments and colleges anymore. Because, you know, being a comic book nerd... And looking back at the stuff that uh, Jack Kirby did and the stuff that John Romita did um, and just a whole host of comic book artists, like they could, with without any formal training, without, without any uh, art school training, they could be better uh, sketch artists in a courtroom than these alleged artists that make uh, basically runny-ass watercolors. And there's one picture of uh, Sam Bankman Freed that's, that's way too flattering. Like, his girlfriend uh, is made to look like garbage. Um, but his ex-girlfriend. He looks like uh, a, an anime manga hero in one. Like, he's got this chiseled jaw and all this stuff. You expect, like, fire to come from his hands. And it, it doesn't even look like him. And uh, good or bad, these, these sketch artists are terrible. By the way, 
this really doesn't change my opinion on uh, cryptocurrency. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you can get scammed. And I'm just like, well, so you're telling me cryptocurrency is currency without the government? Yeah, uh, for anybody that's looking for a safe, easy bet in life, uh, quit looking. Okay, speaking of safe, easy bet, uh, DoorDash delivery guys and gals want just that. Uh, there is now a new prompt when you use your DoorDash app saying, uh, app saying, hey, if you don't tip, uh, your meal could get there a lot later. You might be waiting a lot longer for your meal if you don't tip us, damn it. Uh, I don't know if it says damn it in the prompt, but it might as well. This is basically um, extortion. Seriously. Uh, I We tipped Saturday when we went out to eat. I My wife handled the bill. I mean, we shared a bank account for crying out loud. So, I mean, we, we paid. But she handled it. I don't know how much she put on the card. I can't imagine it being much because the service was just meh. Um, but to give you an example, uh, we uh, we had a basket of biscuits at the, at the table. Waitress comes up, and we put our trash in this biscuit, uh, this basket when we're done with everything. Uh, waitress comes up, she's cleaning up the table. She goes, "Would you like more biscuits?" And I'm like, "We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah." So there's like you know, little uh, empty straw wrappers, cream containers, and all that stuff in the thing. So she takes it, and she comes back with a uh, basket of biscuits with our trash still in it. She didn't get us a new basket. She just, without looking, put biscuits in our. Yeah, it just. I hope she got the minimum tip, okay? I was a little perturbed by it, but then it goes our trash, so whatever. Um, the thing is here, imagine uh, the same waitress saying, okay, I'm going to bring you your food, but you have to tip me 25% right now, or, you know, you're going to wait 45 minutes for your food. That's exactly what, uh, what DoorDash is doing here. And look, you can use the lines of, well, the economy sucks, and it does. Or I need gas money. Or this isn't the only job I'm working. But the thing is, is you're going through this third-party app. And you're, you're not calling the pizza shop directly. You're calling freaking DoorDash uh, for for your food. And they want the, the tip immediately. Immediately. And that pretty much kills the concept of the tip in my mind. The better the service, uh, the better the tip, generally speaking. Yeah, you got some assholes that... Uh, that don't adhere to that but this is extortion and I've never had this issue when I'm sitting there watching a football game or a movie and I'm like yeah I'm hungry and I get up and I go to the fridge and I make myself a sandwich and I come back it's as warm or as cold as I want it to be it's right there right then right there on the side of my uh, recliner it's not got a bite in it from somebody else. It doesn't have anybody's pubes in it. Uh, it doesn't have spit in it. It's my sandwich. I made it. But this is what happens when you get lazy and you start uh, farming out basic tasks to other people. They expect more money. They expect to uh, get the stuff that uh, is normally gratuity. And so uh, I've never used DoorDash this pretty much tells me never to use DoorDash. Uh, besides, we we rarely go out, and when we do order food, we usually pick it up, or we you know have have the delivery guy from that store, you know, do it for us. I don't understand the concept of DoorDash, but then again, I'm not that freaking lazy. All right, media is still announcing the death of Twitter X with uh, Elon Musk. I get there are some issues, but it's kind of funny. Uh, this is linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, an Australian 
media outlet announced it. And they put the story out on Twitter X. Like, they're talking about the death of this... Of <laughs> this site, of this social media platform. It's still being used widely by people. But it's it's dead. This These same people were breathlessly, with without pause, for a good week, promoting Threads as the Twitter alternative when that launched. And nobody is using Threads. There isn't even... Like... There are a few, okay, Threads is dying, Threads is dead stories, but there isn't that that bum rush of Threads is kaput. Because I think some people still think that it might become this uh, the source, but it's Facebook trying to do Twitter, and it's not working. Facebook is Facebook, uh, whereas Twitter X is Twitter X. And I'm not sure if it, if either one of these, uh, of these platforms are really uh, profitable in the long run. But they're easy to use, and if you know how to use something, and there's no, you, you, there's no reason to go out and use the knockoff version, and the media is still using Twitter X because they know damn well nobody is using any other version that they wish would be popular. By the way, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is laid out right now. I guess he tore a, a, a ligament in his leg while uh, MMA fighting. Tough guy, I guess. Uh, so he's got surgery. He's going to be out for a while. Elon, uh, off, very off chance you're listening to this podcast. Now is the time to strike. Take him out. All right, a couple of California stories here. Jeff Bezos. Well, this is actually a West Coast uh, story because it's not California. Uh, he used to be up in Seattle and Washington. That's where he made his bones as uh, the head Amazon guy. He is now leaving Seattle for Red State, Florida. Uh, yes, that tyrannical state run by Ron DeSantis. He's leaving that uh, for a bigger house in uh, Miami where a bunch of the rich people live, you know, on the East Coast. Leaving Washington. And, yeah, he's probably still going to vote blue. That's who he is. But it's just, it's telling about these places that are, are so progressive, so, uh, so much better than flyover red states. Um, or backwards, coastal red states, that even, uh, you know, lefty elites like Bezos is leaving for Florida. He, he can move down the coast someplace warmer in California. I'm sure there's no shortage of big-ass houses there that he could afford. But he's going to Florida because in, in a lot of these West Coast states, you know, the three of them, uh, everything's a problem to the point where the obvious problems aren't problems. Like, they'll regulate to death, uh, you know, your Skittles, your grocery shopping bags. But if you ask them to do anything about the homeless crapping on the sidewalks, oh, you, you're you a bigot, you're you're a racist, you're, you're an elitist, you don't care about people. No, I just don't want to get stabbed walking to the mailbox, that's all. Um, so Jeff Bezos is leaving Seattle for uh, the Miami area interesting stuff there uh not surprising but interesting i'll tell you how bad it is in california though i feel bad for this guy i really do uh mike davidson facebook page he's he's swimming in a lake and what do you think attacks him i mean there's no alligators in california that i'm aware of uh sharks are salt water uh you think maybe some snakes something like that no he was attacked by otters like a whole bunch of them. he was bitten 30 times 
swimming, minding his whole damn business. And he said, I thought they were going to kill me. And, you know, these little things, you know, these little uh, uh, sea rats jump out and, and bite him. That's crazy. That's another reason why I don't like... You don't have this problem going into a swimming pool. If this dude swam in a swimming pool, the chlorine would keep the otters away. And if they did get in the, uh, the pool, their eyes would burn, right? They wouldn't know where his guy was. It would give him a perfect opportunity to escape. No, he's out in nature, and nature's attacking him. And I, I kept reading this story, and I'm like, so this is how it begins. This is how Mother Earth <laughs> turns on us. She's sending the otters. And I laugh now, but, you know, you got squirrels here in Indiana. And they're like, you know, where, whereas the otter is the sea rat, uh, you know, squirrels are the tree rat. Makes you makes you want to lock up the doors a little tighter at night. You throw on the deadbolt. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, this girl, I used to work at Chick-fil-A out in California. Uh, she was making 13 bucks an hour. And uh, rather than bitch about uh, how low how low the minimum wage is. It's it's weird because it's called minimum wage. Uh, <laughs> rather than complain about that, she decided to find a better job, and she did. She's now making $14,000 a week with her OnlyFans page, and I guarantee you she's not making waffle fries. And if she is, she's uh, definitely not washing her hands. Uh, $14,000 a week for a former Chick-fil-A employee. No word yet if she posts anything on Sunday. And finally, keeping in the realm of uh, of uh, OnlyFans. For this time, we're going to Florida. Not necessarily uh, an OnlyFans page, but a man was cited uh, because he was driving around town in a truck. Uh, I don't know if he was using the uh, flashing lights or not, but they ha he had flashing lights on his truck. He wasn't pulling over people or anything like that that I'm aware of. They had a truck that looked like a Border Patrol truck, which is weird because uh, uh, you know, the border, Florida's bordered by Georgia, Alabama, and uh, you know the, the ocean. But uh, it wasn't a Border Patrol truck per se. It was Booty Patrol. Booty Patrol. He was pulled over for having a booty patrol truck. Remember, you can't pull anybody over for their booty unless you got a warrant. And don't think the FBI hasn't tried. All right, with that all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash MDavidsonLives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at DavidsonLives.